Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. The message today is called Good Recharge. And I feel the Holy Spirit remind me that we all need a good recharge. The problem is, do we know how to recharge ourselves? Even as we are in a month, you know, the summer months is great. Holidays, uh, hopefully shorter work hours, uh, you know, better weather. It is fun, you know, it is a nice, it is a nice season. Uh, but the Holy Spirit wanted to remind me that, you know, uh, there, are, there are problems that holidays can't fix. There are some problems that even good weather can't fix. Uh, there are problems where even the sunshine, and as we mentioned that the sun shines in, uh, can't fix uh, because we are not just a physical being. We're not just a tree. If we're just a tree, all we need is sun, water, and soil, uh, and, and that's it. Uh, but we are spirit beings, and we need a spiritual recharge. And so today, I want to bring us to just one very simple scripture that I hope will do two things. First of all, it will help recharge your soul, even as you're seated in church. And it will help us to know how to, uh, like a spiritual dynamo, keep growing, keep ourselves going, keep ourselves recharging. Uh, because how many know that we don't just recharge in church? Church, don't get me wrong, it's a great place to recharge. If you're feeling low, come to church. Even when you don't feel like it, come to church. It is a great place that will recharge your soul. Uh, but the truth is this, you know, we might even need a recharge by Monday. We might even need a recharge by Tuesday. We might even need a recharge in the middle of the week. And so it's so important for us to know how to draw strength from the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so I want us to turn to Scripture today. Uh, just one main passage that I feel God lead us to. And uh, this is a passage that all of us are rather familiar with, but we're going to read it anyway. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20. And we know this, and we might have even quoted it, and maybe you quoted it in different ways, you know, when people say, oh, why do you eat so healthy? Why do you not allow any fatty foods into your body? You say, because my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Friends, I want you to know, that's not the actual definition. We won't go into semantics. But we want to go into what Jesus was, was, uh, was trying to tell us, you know, through uh, the apostles. So, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20, he says this, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. This is an important phrase, because we'll come back to it. For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Amen? Amen. So one thing we got to know is this. Why is it impossible uh, to just recharge ourselves with good food? Because of this. Because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. What powers us is not just good food. I enjoy good food as much as any other person. But how many know that there are times when we face such a big problem, we lose all appetite? And those who've been there, can I see a show of hands? Amen. You've been there before. Where you're facing a problem so big, you lose appetite. You know, have you been there before where you've gone on a holiday and it feels like you need another holiday to help you recover from that holiday? Amen? Because maybe that holiday didn't do what it was supposed to do. Maybe there was fights at that holiday. How many have traveled with family before? Just smile and nod. 
And you know, sometimes family can be a blessing, but sometimes when you're stuck in the hotel room with your mom, dad, grandma, and sibling, and for once in your lifetime, you have to share a bed with a younger sibling, and you're kicking each other, that holiday can't refresh your soul. And so what you need is the Holy Spirit. What you need is the Holy Spirit because this is how we are built. The Bible wants us to know that, you know, if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling dry, if you're eating good food and still feeling empty, if you're going on holidays and still coming back tired, the reason is because you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And what you have within you is, is the thing that powers you. So you, the Holy Spirit is the only thing that powers us. The Holy Spirit is the only thing that refreshes us. And so this is what we need to know in order for us to access a good recharge, is to stop running away from the Holy Spirit. I'm not sure about how your walk with God is, but I want you to know, stop being a stranger with the Holy Spirit. You know, we're so blessed to have God the Father who loves us and created us, Jesus who died and forgave us of all our sins, and the Holy Spirit who lives in us and empowers us. And that's why we need Him, not another holiday. We need the Holy Spirit, not just another good meal. We need the Holy Spirit, not just another party. We need the Holy Spirit, not just another good drink. Amen? We need the Holy Spirit. And so today I have three points. Three points to draw out from this simple scripture that we just read. And I'm going to spell it out and I'm going to explain. The three points. Point number one, you are owned. Point number two, you are not your own. And point number three, you are not on your own. I'm going to say that again. You are owned. You are not your own and that you are not on your own. In case this is just too tongue twister for you, uh, point number one, precious. Point number two, power. Point number three, partnership, okay? <laughs> just going to spell out, okay? I, I know, I know. How many of you are like that? You know, some of you, uh, uh, my, my wife is like that. When she gets a book, she goes to the back first. She wants to know how it ends and then she starts the journey. You know, and I look at that and go, that's so anticlimactic, but that, that's how she rolls and, and I love her. And so, point number one, how do we recharge ourselves? By reminding ourselves that you are owned. You are not a lost item. You are precious. Scripture says you are not only owned by God, you are His temple, but you were bought with a price. You know, many times we uh, feel so drained by life, by situation, by circumstances, is because we allow those things to define us. How many know that it's not nice to be labelled? And yet we label ourselves all the time. We allow our job performance to label us. We allow our results to label us. We allow our, our you know, status to label us. Oh, I'm just single. Label. Oh, I'm just married. Label. And, and oh, I have children. Label. But don't allow those things. If you are constantly living life, allowing those things to label you, allowing, you know, achievements to label you, you're going to run out of steam really fast. And in the world that we live in today, this is so important because we do that all the time, subconsciously. When you scroll through social media, you're labeling yourself. 
When you see your friend traveling in some Greek islands and, you know, photoshopping, I mean, uh, taking photographs of uh, uh, every, you know, every good food that you're having and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I'm missing out. No, you're not. You're not missing out. But we label ourselves, oh, no, I'm missing out. Oh, I'm not as rich. Oh, I'm not as happy. Oh, I'm not as fill in the blank. But God wants you to know you are precious. You are owned. You're not lost. You are owned. You're not left. You are owned. Our God is the God who leaves the 99 to go for that one. You are owned. Tell that to yourself the next time you get a bad appraisal. Oh, your boss tells you, good, but not good enough. And you'll be tempted to label yourself lousy, label yourself, maybe I should quit, label yourself, you know, bottom of the barrel. No, 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 times like this, you got to recharge yourself and go like, I might, that might not be a good report, but I am owned. I'm not just a random occurrence. I'm not just, you know, I'm not just a byproduct of this messy thing called life. I'm owned. The Most High God paid a price for me. Oh, I am valuable. You know, I have a price tag on me. And that price tag says, the blood of the Lamb. I am precious. Man, sometimes we got to remind ourselves, because even as I was praying this message, you know, don't get me wrong, I was going like, God, you want me to start with, you are precious? That sounds like such a Sunday school thing to do, and God says, exactly. Because many times we start in Sunday school, but then we forget as we grow older. And we allow, we, we, we chase after deeper things, thinking that that will satisfy. No, it's still not. You know, I wrote here, God gave me this valuation, uh, this, this uh, revelation. Your value is not on what you bring, but because you belong. And God began to, to reveal to me, have you seen people, again, posting on social media about their newborn child? That child has not brought anything to the table yet. In fact, that child, as cute as he or she might be, is just consuming milk and ejecting poop. I'm sorry to get gross on you, but that's the truth. At least, you know, that's the other side of parenting. And yet, so much value. Because that child belongs to a couple that loves him or her. That child belongs to a family. Has that child brought anything? No. But that child belongs and therefore that child has value. And God is wanting to remind us as a church again, because maybe this is a word for some of you. You've had such a draining week. And you're thinking as a Christian, you know, oh, I'm not functioning the best that I can. I'm not bringing friends. I'm not serving as much. Or I'm not as this or as talented or as anointed. And God says it's not about what you bring. It's about the fact that you belong. And because you belong to Him, He gives value over your life. So you got to tell this to yourself the next time life deals you a hard blow. The next time you're faced with Monday blues and the thought of going to work frightens you. The thought of going to work robs you of sleep. The thought of going to work gives you PTSD and all you can see is your boss scolding you. Tell yourself this, you're not just a helpless little employee. You are owned by the Most High God. Amen? And this is something so important. Point number two, amen? Not only are you own, you're precious, but point number two, you are not your own. 
See, the first thing we got to understand is to have our vision and our identity restored. You are precious. Now we got to keep going. And what we need to understand is this. You are not your own, meaning that your own tactics and strategies cannot bring you to the breakthrough you desire because you are not your own. And because you don't belong to yourself and yourself only, your ways don't work. You got to subscribe to His ways. And as I begin to prepare this, God gave me a revelation. Let's go back to that scripture again. It says that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God. This morning, God wants to remind us that we are His temple. You are not your own. You're not just another lawyer. You're not just another accountant. You're not just another banker. You're not just another doctor. Look at me bragging the, the people we have in church. You're not just another student. You're not just another PhD. You're not just another, you know, you name it. You know, millionaire. I mean, by faith, we declare that. You're not just another actor. You are a temple. You are a temple. And God is saying that in, in the old days, His temple was His representative. You know, it's like uh, the, the Tower of London. Okay, let me explain. Context. You know why the Tower of London is called the Tower of London? How many have been to the Tower of London before? Okay. How many have been there and go like, what's so tower about the Tower of London, right? Because it's just what, maybe three stories, four stories, maybe at most, right? It has a big, big moat. History is when it was built, it was a tower. When it was built, there was nothing taller than the Tower of London. And so in ancient times, when... God's temple was built in Israel. There was nothing taller. And so from afar, just like how from afar, people were traveling to Egypt, they saw the pyramids first. And the pyramids represented the kings. Israel, from afar, people saw the temple first, representing God. And so the, the temple was God's way of reminding the rest of the world that God exists. And that this nation's number one priority is to worship this God first and foremost. And out of this God, blessings flow, peace flow. And what God wants us to remember is that we are built to be His temple. We are built to be His reps here on earth. And therefore, you know, we no longer run by that which used to power us. You see, at one time, we were not God's temple. So other things powered us. Success, wealth, women, men, you know, whatever it is. But now that you are saved, you need God to power you. And it's only with God can you begin to be the best that you can be. So what does temple represent? Temple represents holiness. And so sometimes, you know what gets us down? Our, our inability to please God. But God is giving us a secret here. Do you know how to recharge your spiritual walk? It's not by you. Do you know how you can, you can break through in your, in your Bible reading a journey? It's not just by you memorizing, it's by the Holy Spirit. And so the way you recharge your spiritual walk is more of the Holy Spirit. The way you are able to serve is with more of the Holy Spirit. The way you're able to be God's representative and be a good testimony at your workplace is not with new fashion, it's not by brushing your teeth. Don't get me wrong, brush your teeth and comb your hair. But it's with more of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so God is saying to us that, hey, this is how you recharge, right? First of all, know that you're precious. Secondly, when life hits you, go to me. 
go to me. When you don't feel like you're functioning the best you can, go to me. Don't run away from me. Go to me. Run to me and allow me to recharge you. The temple also represents worship. Have you been there before? Ironic, isn't it? As Christians, we love God, but there are days and nobody will lift up their hands because, you know, we're all perfect, right? Air quotes. But there are days where you don't feel like worshipping. Don't lift up your hands. I know none of you will agree because you'll be a no person, never. Not me. Maybe my neighbour, but not I. <laughs> but the truth is there are days where we don't feel like worshipping. And what God is saying, what does temple represent? A place of worship. In the Old Testament, the only place they could worship was the temple. And what God is trying to tell us is this, the only way we can worship is through the Holy Spirit. It's not about a song. It's about the Holy Spirit. Because maybe one day God will lead you to another city and you, He might lead you to a church and the worship might not be to your liking. They might be singing songs in another, another language. They might be singing songs uh, from another time period. But because of the Holy Spirit, you can worship. Amen. I used to have a friend that I met in university. He's British. He's, he's as white as you can be. And he said he did a gap year in, uh, in, in Manchester. And uh, he mentioned that, uh, you know, the, the, the church he used to attend was a Punjabi church. And go like, oh, okay, why? I just felt that God led me there and where I was staying, that was the most vibrant and exciting and passionate church. So he was the only white person in the Punjabi church. And then he said, and I said, oh, how was it? He said that I just worship God anyway. Because it's about the Holy Spirit. It's about the Holy Spirit, friends. Do you find it hard to worship? Worship leaders, can I give you a tip? It's about the Holy Spirit. It's not about, oh, we don't have, we don't have so-and-so on, on drums today. No, no, it's about the Holy Spirit. Oh, no, the guitarist fell sick today. It's about the Holy Spirit. Oh, you know, I, I, I can't sing this song. I don't know how to sing it. It's about the Holy Spirit. It gives us the ability to worship. What else does the temple represent? The temple represents sacrifice. Because that's also how they worship God. And so God is trying to tell us that the way as Christians, the only way you're able to sacrifice. How many know that serving God, we need to sacrifice? Amen? I'm not talking about just serving and our time and our finances, but going the extra mile. Many times God is pleased and God is glorified when we go the extra mile in our love for Him and our love for other people. And it, it takes sacrifice to go the extra mile. So how do we go the extra mile? Is it just by gritting our teeth and, and just charging our way? No, it's by the Holy Spirit. So God is saying that whether you need a spiritual breakthrough or physical breakthrough, it's the Holy Spirit. You know, and, and sacrifice flows into other things. One day you'll become parents and you'll learn that as parents you need to sacrifice. Do you know what allows you to sacrifice? The Holy Spirit. One day you're going to get married and even in a marriage, there needs to be sacrifice. Otherwise, both will just fight and want their own way. But how do they learn to submit to each other? How do they learn to honour each other? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. So whether you're facing a, a marriage issue, a relationship issue, it's the Holy Spirit. Amen? What does the temple represent? The temple represents testimony. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, the, the building of the temple itself was a miracle. God provided supernaturally for His temple in Israel to be built. It was there to testify to the rest of the world that this nation values Him. Do you desire to see testimonies in your life? Do you desire to be a testimony? In your family, in your work, what well, the secret is the Holy Spirit. A lot of us, we, we are going through a drought season when it comes to our testimony. 
It feels like, how come my friends have healings every other week, provision every other day, and here I am. My last testimony was when I was eight years old and I couldn't find my shoelace and I prayed and God found me a new shoe. <laughs> and for the last 10 years, for the last 20 years, I haven't had a testimony. Friends, it's the Holy Spirit. You got to learn to be more open to the Holy Spirit. You got to learn to open up your life to the Holy Spirit, which brings us to point number three. You are not on your own. Not only are you not your own, you belong to God, and therefore you need Him, His fuel, His heavenly food for our earthly duties. But you are not on your own because you have the Holy Spirit living in you. And this is how you create more testimonies when you begin to partner with the Holy Spirit. And it's as simple as this. The next time you're faced with a decision, tell yourself this, you are not on your own. Oh, what should I do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You are not on your own. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I, even though I don't know what to do, but Holy Spirit, you know what to do. So Holy Spirit, teach me what to do right now. Do you understand what I'm saying? The next time, students, you're, you're, you're facing that, I don't know how to pass this exam. And you're, it's true, you don't know how, but the Holy Spirit knows how. So tap into His strength. And when you begin to do that more and more and more, when you become to be more dependent on Him, when you begin to humble yourself more and more so that He can have more and more space in your life, your testimony begins to grow. And so this is what the Holy Spirit wants to remind us. This is how you recharge yourself. The next time you're facing a dead end, remind yourself you're not in this on your own. The next time you get a bad report, you're not in this on your own. The next time you are challenged to step out by faith, you're not in this on your own. The Holy Spirit lives in you and the Holy Spirit wants to use you, so why don't you let Him? And so God is saying that I want my people to know how to recharge themselves and not just be waiting for the next move of the Holy Spirit, but to keep themselves going and going and going. And so restore, you know, the value and the identity. So again, you know, tell yourself this, I am precious. Well, you turn to your neighbor and say, you are precious. And then you say that, you too. But secondly, know where your power comes from. Do not ever, ever forget this. Because too many times we can start, you know, if I'm not careful, I can start preaching according to my own strength. But that will not lead to any breakthrough because there's no power in that. You can go through the motions, don't get me wrong. You can, you can without leaning on God's strength, some of you are blessed enough, talented enough, creative enough to craft your own future. But there will not be any testimony. There will not be any blessing and it will not recharge you. It will only make you more and more tired. God recently revealed to me that with Him in our lives, with the Holy Spirit in our lives, do you know that there's no such thing as retirement? Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, you know, life is a perpetual nine-to-five grind. Do you know that there are people that see retirement as like their end goal? But Holy Spirit said, what a sad way to live. What a sad way to live. 55 as the end goal. No, I want 95 to be your end goal. 
and it's only with the Holy Spirit that we're able to do that. Amen? So come on. You know, you don't, don't just recharge yourself physically. Recharge yourself spiritually. Allow the Holy Spirit in. Amen? Of course, last but not least, keep involving Him. Keep inviting Him. The Holy Spirit is a person, not a force. Don't just go like, oh, oh Holy Spirit. You know, some of my friends, they go like, oh, Holy Spirit, guide me. So they take a Bible and they drop it to the floor. And they say that whichever page the Bible turns to, when it hits the floor, that's where the Holy Spirit, that's, that's not. I can tell you, that's not. That's pagan worship. That's not. Because I, I used to be from that faith, so I know how to carry God's favor, you know, or the, the other, you know, small g gods, you know. You take stuff and put it in a bottle, shake, 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 whatever falls out, that's a sign. But that's not how the Holy Spirit works. The Holy Spirit is a person. He desires to dwell in us and He desires His role to increase in our lives. Maybe this is a question we're going to ask ourselves. When was the last time you asked the Holy Spirit for help? When was the last time? Or did your instincts take over? Oh, I got this, God. You hold back. I know how to bake a cake. No, Holy Spirit, teach me. You know, oh, I, this is science. Holy Spirit, what do you know about science? This is science. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a master student. No, 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 no. Involve the Holy Spirit. I'm an engineer. Involve the Holy Spirit. Don't you know I'm a lawyer, Cambridge grad? Involve the Holy Spirit. Amen? And, and, and this is, and let's flash one more Thing. This is bonus point. This is how God wants us to wrap it up. So in a way, the two verses also give us a clue on how to perpetuate this Holy Spirit dynamo. It says this, For you were bought at a pr price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Another thing you got to know about the Holy Spirit is He loves purity and holiness. You see, we can't go like, oh, I want to recharge and, and but God still let me do whatever I want to do. And God is saying that, you know, because if you read the whole of chapter 6 or a good half portion of chapter 6 in 1 Corinthians, it's actually talking about sexual immorality. And Paul was warning against the believers. If you engage in this sexually immoral stuff, God can't use you. You are cut off from God. And my desire is not for anyone to be cut off from God, but to be connected with God. And therefore, there is a, there is a, there is a, you know, a connection between personal purity and the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Many times we say, God, I want to be more sensitive. I want to be able to pray with better accuracy, release a word with better accuracy, have big enough faith to, to stop someone, pray for the healing, and see that happen. How does all that happen? Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. But what also attracts, what forms the battery that contains the Holy Spirit is purity. When we continue to glorify God in our body, physical body, and in our spirit, our attitudes. And no, this is not easy because whenever I preach this, you know, people tend to look to it for, oh, Pastor, you know, none of us are perfect. The good news is this, Jesus knows as well. And so we don't have time to turn to this, but in Luke chapter 18, verse 9 to 14, this is bonus homework reading. Go back and read it. But Jesus tells the parable of these two people appearing before God at the temple. One's a Pharisee, one's a tax collector. 
the Pharisees stood in front of God and boasted and said, God, I am so thankful that I'm not like other people who sin, other people who commit adultery. I'm so good, God. I'm so good. I'm so blessed. I'm able to tithe to you, God. And there's another person called a tax collector who didn't even dare step in, was by the door and saying that, God, I am a sinner. God, I am so horrible. God, I am such a work in progress that it's not even funny. You know, the first time you say, I'm a work in progress, it's funny, right? Oh, no, don't hate me. I'm a work in progress. And then everybody goes, ah, oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 sure, sure. And then maybe at 13 years old, you say that, people say, that's so witty. At 30 years old, when you say, people say, grow up. At 70, people say, work in progress still? And yet God desires our attitude, our spirit to be like the tax collector. And in verse 14, Jesus says that the tax collector was the one who went home justified. Went home justified. Went home being seen as glorifying God in body and in spirit. And he leaves this and I'll leave this with you. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So what's the point? The point is this. I want us to learn to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is holy. I think that's very clear. That's why it's called the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit wants to dwell in a temple that's holy. The problem is we are not always holy. So Jesus brings the solution. Continue to humble yourself. Even as you say, I'm a work in progress, don't say it like it's a badge of honour. Don't, don't say it like it's an excuse. But say humility and say, I'm so sorry, God. I'm so sorry I fell again. God, I, I, help me to keep working. God, I'm such a sinner. God, help me to keep improving myself. And as you intentionally humble yourself, God will exalt you and the Holy Spirit within you. So I want us as a church in the coming days to dare to pray bigger prayers, to dare to believe for bigger miracles. Why? Because God desires it for us. God wants us to be His hands and His feet today more than ever. But He also is needing people who will see themselves as set apart. People who will recharge themselves with the Holy Spirit and see themselves as the meeting point between heaven and earth. Because that's what the temple is as well. The meeting point for God to move between heaven and earth. And though while we are not perfect, God help us to live a humbled life, intentionally working our way towards your perfection. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. Lord, we thank you for how you've been ministering and moving. And God, we want this to continue. God, we don't just uh, one Sunday to be our recharge once a week. God, we need a recharge every day. In fact, friends, I want you to know that needing a recharge from God is not a sign of weakness. If some of us, I feel the Holy Spirit say, you feel like, oh, the longer you can go without a recharge uh, shows how good a Christian you are. No. The Holy Spirit said that every time you move, every time you pray, every time you minister, his presence, His power leaves you. That's why when Jesus was walking and the lady with the issue of blood 
touched the hem of his garment, Jesus said this, Who touched me? For I felt power leave me. And the Holy Spirit wants to remind us that, hey, the world is in need of healing. And as my people go out there to pray more, to declare my words more, to stand in the gap more, more and more power leaves them. And more and more they need to recharge. So friends, don't be deceived by the enemy. Recharging is not a sign that you are a lousy Christian. Recharging is a sign that you are an effective Christian because you're constantly pouring your life out to other people to the point where you feel like, man, I just came from church, but I, I feel like I need a nap. And maybe there are days where you need a nap, but more than that, you need the Holy Spirit. So times like that, times where even after a whole day of serving, and there are days where maybe we don't say thank you enough and you might not feel the most appreciated. Don't allow the lie of the enemy to come in and manipulate you and think that you see all they're after is your talent. No, no, no. You are valued not for what you bring, but for the fact that you belong. You belong to this church family and you belong to God. But secondly, now that you are not your own, you can't just eat what you please, do what you please, recharge what you please. If you used to be a car that runs on diesel engine and God takes over, not only takes over the wheel, but replaces your engine and it, now it, it doesn't run by diesel anymore. Now it runs on hybrid. Now it runs on electric. You know that you can't put diesel back into that thing. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants us to remember. You have been made whole and made clean. And so don't go refreshing yourself with yesterday's refreshments. You need the Holy Spirit because you are His temple and only He can refresh you. And last but not least, let us continue to have faith like a child and never stop involving the Holy Spirit. Never forget that just because we're not our own doesn't mean that we're alone. It means that we are not on our own. And the Holy Spirit who lives in us wants out, wants to be poured out in our finances, in our business decisions, in our family decisions, in our life decisions, in our faith decisions even more. He wants out. So would you involve Him? And say, the Holy Spirit, I think I know how to crack this, but Holy Spirit, would you teach me your way? Would you confirm my way to be your way? God, would you do a new thing, God? Would you do a bigger thing, God? Would you do it your way? God, I pray, Lord, fill us, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Help us to recharge. And Lord, in the days where we do fall, God, help us, Lord, to not walk around in shame, but to humble ourselves and know that, God, that at the end of the day, you're not looking for perfection. You're looking for people who are perpetually humbled before you. And so that will help us to keep our heart at the right position so that we can glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.